What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to the Brunch with Des B podcast. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. And today, we have quite a few things to talk about. Number one, quick disclaimer, I have Archie with me. If he's not on my titty, he is on my hip, okay? So if worse comes to worse, I will corral Wyatt, um, but he's currently giving Maddox a bath. Um, so if we need a little bit of support, we're just gonna, we're gonna have to pause and then press play again and, and figure it out. So if you hear him by any chance cooing, hollering, saying hello, uh, we have my little sidekick with me. Um, with that being said as well, he has his CT scan this week. I'm a little bit nervous for it because if you guys aren't familiar with CT scans specifically for babies, they have to go under general anesthesia. And I didn't think that this would bother me as much as it's starting to mentally. Like I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Um, just the, the general idea that my poor, poor eight week old child will have to undergo anesthesia. Like I don't know. That just ain't sitting right with me. It's making me pretty nervous and uncomfortable. So if you could just send me some vibes, um, our appointment is this Thursday and, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll cover, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes. I think that as we've gone through this journey, um, you know, I, I've loved to share, um, I've actually come in contact with two or three other CPAM moms. Um, and so it's been just really eye opening um, that this is just not something you see often, you know, it is one in every 25,000 pregnancies on average. So it's very rare. Um, so I think that documenting it has been very special, but if you guys just send vibes, that's like the number one thing on my mind. Um, but I hope that you guys loved last week's episode. We chatted about being in a season of loneliness, um, finding yourself, not having friends, um, exploring the what ifs in your mind, having FOMO, looking at other friend groups, wishing you had friends like that, et cetera. And I think it just really struck a chord with a lot of you guys who listened and a lot of people messaged me and shared that, but I'm sure that there's quite a few of you out there as well who maybe didn't personally reach out, but still listened to that podcast and went, damn, like that was really good, you know, good shit. Um, so this week we're actually going to be chatting, um, along the lines of a little bit more of like personal development and meeting your body where it's at, loving your body where it's at. And in my little bit of journey and what I'm kind of going through now, um, and the changes that I've gone through too. So yes, loving your body now, but I think we can also explore that as we chat mind and body, right? Our entity, ourselves as a whole, loving that where it is at and meeting that where it is at. So something really exciting though, that I do want to let you guys in on is that my hydro drug is launching this Saturday. As of right now, I do not believe that is public knowledge, but you guys know me. If there's one thing you know about me, you know I'm going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, we don't keep secrets here. I'm so freaking excited. Um, my hydro drug sleeve is so special, so... I would personally say it's unique in uh, relation to what they've done before, as I always try to make it, you know, but at the end of the day, holy shit, they've made thousands of jug sleeves by now, you know? So, um, I definitely, I love it. It's very unique. It's very special. And I think it, it will strike a chord with a lot of you guys. Um, so stay tuned for that. I don't want to give away too much details in case, you know, we haven't really shared it yet and whatnot. I do still want somewhat of a little bit of surprise for you guys, but that is releasing this Saturday. Um, so stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a giveaway and all, all the good stuff. So stay tuned on all of my 900 accounts. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really only have two anymore. Des Piper, Des B, you guys know where to find me. Um, the other really exciting thing is as of today, I have my first live workout. And as of right now, it's either going to be at 1 PM EST or 2 PM EST. But no matter what, if you join my Patreon, when you're listening right now, you can get the workout live. So even if we're not live, you still get access to play it again, um, which in my opinion is just as valuable. You know, you can play it back and virtually be live with me and I still guide you through it. 
Um, I'm very excited because I've been waiting and itching to get back into live workouts. I love training. I love having like a live audience. Um, I love helping you guys from home. I love doing things that are fun. I love doing high intensity workouts with thing with like minimal equipment that you guys wouldn't think of at home. You know, I'm, I'm an educated, experienced trainer. I know what to do. You can give me a fucking rock and I'll make a leg day out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I know my shit. Um, so I'm excited to be back with you guys. Sorry. I just like stuttered. Um, Um, but with that also comes a discord chat. So we have a private group chat, um, utilizing it as at your leisure. You know, we did a huge discord back when I had Patreon, um, prior to this pregnancy, you know, we were popping on there. So I am kind of like renovating. I'm doing all new, you know, it's fresh start. Let's go, let's start over, um, and have it properly taken care of. Um, also I did create a private Instagram for those who are on my Patreon only. So, um, you guys know, I've had issues in the past with Instagram in general, like taking away my sunscreen and sarcasm accounts multiple now. Um, and so I just said, you know what, lay that to rest. I want a place where I can protect my peace and my energy, um, and have people that I know want to be there. So Again, if you sign up for my Patreon, um, even tier one, which is only $7 a month, you, you can access my, um, Instagram account. So we kind of, that's going to be like our primary place of location. We can DM there. We can comment back and forth. Um, I'm going to do special stories, you know, stuff that other people aren't going to see, um, is going to be for you guys. So sorry for that little bit of a blur, but I'm just really excited. I thought that that was a really fun value add and something that'll be more realistic for us all to take part of. Sometimes we're not checking the Patreon app all the time. So I think having that that private like Instagram that I can accept you guys, um, is perfect. You know what I mean? So, um, anyways, let me know, um, if you guys have any questions on that, that is linked in the link in bio description box show notes below. Um, but yeah, we had a crazy week last week. Uh, lots of launches. I mean, we had Petula, we had Paragon, um, we had Buff Bunny, we had story. I mean, that that's a lot in the span of like literally four fucking days. Um, I felt like an idiot sharing them all, but <sighs> as much as it's annoying to you guys, maybe some of you, um, I don't blame you, but at the end of the day, I also love the companies I work with and I owe it to them as a part of, you know, if you want to call it my job to promote their launches. So at that point I have to kind of set aside what could maybe be like embarrassing to me doing like 900 try-ons and reviews because at the end of the day, like I work for them, you know what I mean? And like, and I stand for them and I am so proud to be a part of what I am a part of. Um, so I'm going to stand by that and I'm going to provide the value that they deserve. Um, so I worked my freaking ass off on infographics, all the breakdowns, all the reviews, um, TikTok content, pictures, et cetera. So I hope that those helped you guys. And again, if you did support me this month, please make sure to send me the receipt to my email. Um, as I will be, um, giving away five gift cards this month. Um, and I email, I usually email you directly, um, from your email that you sent to me. Um, but if it's more realistic for you guys, for me to like announce it on my stories or something, it's just people usually miss it. So it's like a direct email is really just the way to go and get a hold of the person that, you know, won. So, um, that's, that's been really exciting, uh, this past week, just a lot of new stuff. I love the new styles buff bunny collection launched yesterday. It was that seventies collection, which I just thought was a really fun spin kind of cute, kind of fun. Um, one of my favorite launches in terms of like overall styles. Um, I think the more that I tried it on, it was kind of like a, it was a moment that I just don't know how long I will wear those prints. Do you know what I'm saying? But I am a neon person. So anything that is like pink, neon oranges, yellow, like I'm a millennial. Okay. Like that's my shit. Um, I, I don't care if it's embarrassing. Um, so like the peace pink colors, the Yoda green, fairy yellow, like those were like all me. Um, but some of the patterns were just kind of like, Ooh, like, is this my jam? You know what I mean? Like, "Mm, can I wear this a lot? You can really only wear it with like certain colors. So you guys will have to let me know what you picked up. Make sure you tag me in your orders. Um, and speaking of orders, I'm literally sitting here staring at my road skincare that I still have not fucking opened. Isn't that ridiculous? I've been so hype about this. I, I opened, um, everything, I made my order the day that it launched, um, at like literally maybe five minutes after they launched. Cause I was a little bit busy with Archie. So I was lucky enough to get the whole like bundle. So I'm really excited. And I was going to do an unboxing, you know, 
And then I was like, I'm literally looking at it right now. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm probably just going to open it tonight and see what's good. Um, because I'm tired of waiting and I just skincare, you know, reviews are just, it's a little bit hard because in my opinion to like review skincare, I like, I want to at least use it a few times. I think to just use it one and done. It's like, how did that really work? Or like, how did that really feel on your skin? So I think overall initial review, Ooh, this feels moisturizing. Ooh, this feels sticky. Ooh, this, you know, yes, sure. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think that single review would be purposeful for someone to go buy, you know? So it's like, I'd rather try it a little bit and then like update you guys on how I like it. Um, I also think it's important in this aspect to like integrate it into my current routine because I've been breaking out like a bitch. Postpartum has definitely taken my balls and ran with them. Um, I have had the worst neck acne. And the thing that's the worst about the acne that I get on my neck, because it's always been a problem area for me ever since I came off of hormonal birth control. I think it's because my natural hormones, it's like, hey, bitch, here's where we struggle. You know, haven't seen you in seven years on birth control, but here we are. Um, so I don't think that it's necessarily like um, whiteheads. It's like deep red acne, right? So it like, it's really, really obvious when I put makeup on, you wouldn't even be able to see it because it's not like raised. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't want to wear makeup, right? When I'm breaking out, I don't want to wear makeup. So anyways, point being is that right now my skin's been breaking out. So the last thing I want to do is throw a bunch of products on my face that could make it worse, um, or something that like, I don't know how it's going to react. So that's kind of why I've been waiting on the road. Um, but I do want to give you guys a little bit of a skin tip. I know we talked about the glow code last week, which I hope you guys like that. And I'm not always going to just give you bits of skincare every week, I promise, but it has been fun to share little bits here and there. So this week's tip is going to be about acne because I've been really drilling down the acne thing. This also ties into something really fucking cool, special, cool. I was going to say special and I was going to say cool because again, you guys are listening here first. I always tell you guys everything. July 5th, write this down. Literally pull out your fucking Google calendar, your Apple calendar right now. Pull out your planner, write this down. Text your parents, text the group chat right now. July 5th through July 11th, my Tula code will not be 15%. It will be 20 fucking 5% off. All right. That's a huge savings. That's an additional 10 fucking percent off. 25% off July 5th through July 11th. So do not buy anything from Tula until then. Okay. But so I'm going to tell you guys then now how I've been treating using my Tula because again, this is what I've used for four and a half fucking years, guys. Four and a half years. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pull shit out of my ass. This is what I use on my skin every day. What I've been using my typical cult cleanser. And then I've been really trying to treat with my balancing act pads and not overdoing it with my breakout breakthrough pads. So I've only been using my breakout breakthrough pads, which contain salicylic acid, which is an acne treatment and scar kind of, I don't want to call it removal, but it helps with past scars and current scars, redness, et cetera. Um, I've only been using that like every other day or every two days because I don't want to over treat my skin. So I use my balancing act pads. Then I go in with my breakout breakthrough every, you know, couple days. Then I'm following up. Let's go, for example, at night, I'm using my wrinkle drops, which is the anti-wrinkle drops. In the morning, I'm using my vitamin C drops. Okay. So I kind of like interchange those morning and night. And then I'm following up with my bright start moisturizer in the morning and night. And I've also been throwing in this uh, thing from Peach Lily. I've actually been using this for probably three weeks now here or there. Um, It is the, it's called glass skin. I believe it is the peach, peach and Lily glass skin. Um, It's highly rated, very well loved, um, helps with kind of brightening up skin, evening skin tone, et cetera. So why I've been using that and why I've been using the bright start moisturizer and really making sure I'm going home with the vitamin C is so that these acne spots that I have right now aren't going to scar, right? I want to brighten up that area of the skin. I want to make sure that it's repairing. After that, I finish up, Sometimes I will add on a little bit of my beauty sleep moisturizer at night. That's my favorite fucking shit ever. But I will end with my 
acne, go away acne treatment. It's my spot treatment. So it has benzoyl peroxide in it. Um, this is breastfeeding safe. You're good. I used it all pregnancy as well. Same with salicylic acid. Okay. As long as you're not drinking it, you're going to be fine. Um, I spot treat that. So I've just put it on just kind of like a little dot. And then I will air dry that with my little self-held fan. The, the last thing that I would do if I had them, to be honest, I would use a pimple patch purely for the sake of reducing inflammation and um, not making me want to pick my acne. I'm not much of a picker anymore, to be very honest. Like I genuinely, if I see a whitehead even, I'm pretty good at just going, hey, don't fucking touch it. You know what I'm saying? I'm also not around a lot of people. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna judge you if you're like going into the office or going into work with, with picking your whiteheads. I don't, I don't blame you. Okay. But the one thing I will say is performing extractions. The best thing to do is do it post shower. Your skin's ready, ready to be extracted. And then again, just make sure you're not over extracting, right? You could go fucking hard, just kind of, you know, one and done, get it done. Make sure that the skin is clean. Your fingers are clean, right? So that you're not digging bacteria right back into the same pimple you just popped. So Um, that was kind of long winded, but that has been the way I've been treating my acne lately. And just remember too, like it's not going to go away overnight. And when you do wash your face and do your treatments, you're going to see redness reappear, right? It's going to look agitated because it's, that's what you're doing. You're irritating it by treating it. Right. So trust the process, go to sleep, make sure you wash all your pillowcases, wash your blankets, wash anything next to your face. Stop sleeping with your fucking dog's asshole in your face. Stop letting your dogs lay on your pillows. Okay. Tough tough love, but damn, that could make a huge difference for your skin. Um, and then obviously make sure that in the morning, you know, check your skin. How's it looking is what you're doing working. Um, you can spot treat up to like two to three times a day, but honestly, I've noticed if I spot treat too much that it will genuinely dry out my skin. Like that's, that's the point, right? But when you're spot treating too much, it can over dry. And again, you're, you're getting to that stage of over treating it it's not going to make it heal faster. Okay. So just like get, give it the love it needs and know that this isn't going to just disappear overnight. Okay. Especially if you have a massive breakout. So that's my little skin tip for the week, little acne tip. I hope that that helps. And uh, I will be doing a Q and a on my Instagram at some point this week about Tula, about, you know, products, you know, what do you need help with? So make sure again, you're following, probably I'll do that on my Des Piper account. And I only say that because I can add like 900 stories and I just don't care. On my Desby account, I really get anxious if I have over a certain amount of stories. Don't ask me why it's embarrassing. I don't know. Okay, just let me live. Um, but I just like to do more over there. Um, and then again, for my Patreon girls, I will have some additional information on our private Instagram, um, which again, I'm just so excited about because I can just, I know everyone who will be there. And if you're not supposed to be there, you won't be there, you know, like love that for me. So anyways, that's kind of, um, what's new this week. I don't have a lot of recommendations. Ooh, Ooh, I will give you this one. Wyatt made me watch the Steve-O documentary. We watched two different ones, one on YouTube from like, I think a random account or something. And then one on YouTube from another random account, but it was his MTV, um, documentary highly recommend. I feel like we all know Steve-O, we all know Jackass, we all knew Wild Boys, we all we knew all of them. Steve-O went through some shit, and I, I knew it, but like I didn't know it. And uh, growing up, watching him on MTV, and then like hearing what ended up happening once I kind of, you know, transitioned out of not watching him anymore, watching that crew. Plus I like wasn't a boy, you know? So it was kind of like, oh, it's on. Ha ha ha. Okay. I'm done. Um, but he went through some shit and it was just really eye opening. So if you guys are interested, um, definitely for sure do that. Um, and I do have like one other thing to, to tell you. Um, but honestly it's, I just like, don't know who listens to this podcast and I get really scared that it's going to be my family. So if you are my family, meaning like for some reason, my, my mom, or like my little cousins, like literally please fast forward (laughs) because I'm about to drop some very vulnerable shit and I don't want you hearing it. Okay. And you don't want to hear it either. Let's all take a chug break and then, um, wait for my family to disappear. Okay, here we go. We're going to go in three, two, and one. (sighs) Keep going. (sighs) 
Okay. That should have cleared them out. (laughs) I have one more recommendation this week. And these are for my girlies who have a hard time. I think I just scared Archie. (laughs) This is for my girlies who have a hard time sucking on a penis. I'm sorry. I can't I can't take myself seriously talking about this right now while I'm watching my poor baby cry, okay? But seriously, okay? Listen up. Let's be honest. Penises are the most nasty thing ever, okay? And I think right now we can almost agree even more seeing as that's 90% of the Supreme Court justices and we'll get to that in a moment. Um penises are gross. They look I don't even know what they look like. I, I, I try not to make eye contact. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But they are, they're ugly. Okay. Now I'm just, I'm not going to sit here and parade around saying, Ooh, vaginas are pretty too. But I, I mean, let's be honest. A vagina is pretty. Like we look pretty. Okay. When we get into the realm of, of penises, um, it just, it looks like an accessory that shouldn't be there. Okay. Um, by the way, did you know that walruses have penis bones? Yeah. Check it out. Feel free to Google that one. Um, so with that being said, um, going down like that isn't always easy for us. Okay. You know, you kind of, Ooh, okay, here we go. You got to mentally prepare yourself knowing that it's just, you're just sucking on skin. You know, it's, Oh gosh, start, sorry to go there, but I'm really setting the stage for what we all know this experience is like. With that being said, I got this product from Vibes Only. So these are from my girls over at Girls Gotta Eat, one of my favorite podcasts ever, Ashley Hess and Raina. You know, my girls, literally love them both. Um, More of Team Ashley, no specific reason we would just vibe, love them both. It's like literally a 0.1% difference. And it's not even a difference. I literally love them both. But they created a company called Vibes Only, and we've talked about this in Below the Influencer. So I bought the blow gel. Yeah, it's literally what it's called, blow gel. And let me tell you, it can be used for you too, if you know what I'm saying, okay? I bought it in the flavor mango. Um, Dude, it's like licking a fucking lollipop, all right? Now, I'm not, again, not trying to make it weird here, all right? We're girl to girl right now. I hope that no one is around. And I, I probably should have disclaimed that a little bit earlier. Make sure you're alone. Fuck. <laughs> We're fine. You're, if anyone had a horror story just right now that you listen to this around your grandma, please let me know. I would just love a laugh. Don't tell her it's me. Don't tell anyone who this is. But it tastes like a lollipop. It is super good. And again, if this is something that you're maybe looking to spice up, you're looking to even just, you know, make it easier, make it a little bit more appetizing for you, make sure that you check out the blow gel. It's in the flavor mango. There's, I think there's one other flavor, maybe two other flavors. Highly recommend. It just, it, it really just alleviated a lot of stress. Okay. Let me just say it like that. So with that being said, let's just fucking get into the episode. I'm done. All right. So first and foremost, I feel like I do need to share that I'm riled up. All right. I'm riled up about this whole Roe versus Wade being overturned. And I'm riled up because I have children and I know how hard it is to have children, like literally just to birth them and carry them alone. Nonetheless, the shit you have to deal with once they come out. (laughs) Um, I know that firsthand. A lot of us do. A lot of us have struggled as well, probably postpartum. And I think that's something that's also overlooked. So let's back it up here. Okay. Um, as of last week, Roe versus Wade got overturned. Okay. There's just such a multitude of things that I could share, but I, I'm I'm going to be genuinely honest with you. Like that's, it's just, I don't want it to take up a lot of mental space here because I know a lot of us come here for escape, but I do want to do what is I'm called to do. And that is to at least reference it, give my opinion. You guys do what you want. We, you know, everyone love everyone here, but you know, here's how I feel. And if, it, and if it hurts you, I'm sorry, but you know, just I have to share. Okay. So, 
and I, again, I don't mean to cloud the space because I know this can also be very triggering for people who have maybe undergone their own trauma. Um, and it can be very scary. Okay. So Roe versus Wade overturned. All right. There's a lot of information you can read out there regarding it. I am, I'm not the news outlet. I'm not balls deep in the news either. So there might be stuff that has come out since then that I'm not referencing, et cetera. So please just make sure that you're staying up to date on the news by, uh, properly fact-checking, et cetera. But overall, what I will say is that I'm so hurt that this was overturned and I'm scared for what could occur to a lot of my fellow uterus-having people in other states, okay? Like, I I don't know what's going to happen, where it's going to happen. I am done having kids. Wyatt has a vasectomy consultation. It's set for the end of this month, you know, and until then... We are literally nothing's going inside me without full ass protection. Um, Nonetheless, like I'm going to be honest, not a lot of sex going on right now because I'm genuinely terrified to get pregnant again. Okay. And with that being said, though, is there's a lot of states who have already gone into things that are called trigger laws. Basically, from what I understand, again, please fact check. I'm just throwing this out there. Um, From what I understand, it's basically a law that is in place for if something were to happen. So for example, if Roe versus Wade ever gets overturned, here's what we're doing immediately. And it kind of goes into effect. Um, Sharon says so on Instagram has a great um, platform where she's been sharing some some information. So check that out. Um, Same with the page so.informed. Um, so anyways, going forward, a lot of states have already banned abortions up to six weeks. And I don't know about you guys, but both my pregnancies, I think I found out I was pregnant at five weeks. That would leave me with a decision of one week to decide. Now for most women in this situation, honestly, from statistic wise, most abortions are made immediately. You know, the woman finds out they know their situation. They speak with maybe the person who you know, they got pregnant with and, and that situation is done. Now for some people, I also don't think that it's a bad thing that they have time because some women do seek help and support and they encourage them to maybe carry the baby and they go, they end up deciding, you know, there's no way I can. Okay. Some women are just feel fearful for their life. You know, what, what if my body can't carry this baby or maybe I'm at a high risk. I'm scared. I could literally die during childbirth, right? There's a lot of different scenarios, but at the end of the day, Right now, it's just very scary. Um, and although I am a mom and I can look at my two babies, including the one that literally just came out of me weeks ago, and I couldn't picture my life without them, I also chose to not have a life without them. You know what I mean? And I think I've even spoke on this before in a previous podcast, but when I took a pregnancy test three weeks before I ended up testing positive. So I took a pregnancy test a few weeks before I found out I was actually, actually pregnant because I had already missed a period. Um, my period was already kind of wonky and I was pretty worried that it was going to be positive because, you know, we weren't having safe sex. And at this point in time though, there was no, there was no way I could really track my ovulation because I was breastfeeding And there's just a lot going on when your body just doesn't know what it's doing. So when I tested, it was probably just one or two days early from where I would have got a positive, right? But when I tested, I was literally on the phone with my sister and I told her, if this is positive, dude, I'm not keeping it. Like, I'm not ready. I do not want another baby. I am done. Like, right now, I'm done. I just went through this traumatic experience with Maddox. I couldn't imagine holding another baby. And in in my mental space during that time... I knew that I would not keep it. And in that case, I would also be having my own right to privacy where I truly wouldn't have told a soul until right now. Like say that I had one, I would definitely broadcast that right now because it's people like me who, you know, oh, she'd never have an abortion. It's like, maybe you did. You know, you never know who you're talking about. And I guarantee you, if you're pro-choice, and you are protesting right now that every baby deserves to live, you have someone near you who has gotten an abortion that you just do not know, and they are probably squirming inside, embarrassed, now feeling terrible for making a decision that was good for them. You know, whatever it might be, like, just be careful who, how you're speaking because you you never know. 
who's gotten one. I've had people open up to me that they've had one and I would have never known ever. I would have never pinpointed these people to have had an abortion, right? So just be careful in how you're speaking. You know, I've seen posts like, if you kill babies, you deserve to die. You know, you could be talking about your cousin. You could be talking about your sister who just never told you. You know what I mean? You you never know. And again, it's their right to privacy. They do not need to tell you that. But with that being said, I would never make the choice now. You know, you fast forward a few weeks after and I found out I was pregnant, like I was pregnant. Wyatt was with me at the time and we were like, you know what? We got this. And I was in a better state of mind, right? But if you, if I would have found out in that moment, girl, I would have gone somewhere that next fucking day and I am not even lying. I was not in the headspace. It was extremely triggering for me. Um, and so it was about four weeks later that I then retested positive. Um, and then I was, you know, a little bit further along in my pregnancy than we knew. And then at that point, guess what? In some of these states, I wouldn't have been able to get an abortion. So then here I am having to carry a baby that I do not want. Fast forward to 20 weeks, we get our anatomy scan. I, sorry, I was 19 weeks technically. At this point in time, when we found out there was an abnormality, when we Googled what it was, a lot of it came back to potential genetic uh, deformations, okay? Now, there, everyone's opinion of, you know, life, et cetera, you know, you do you, okay? But at 20 weeks, when I was faced with this, we just don't know what the fuck it is, okay? I had to go through every scenario in my head. And if this was a baby that would not have a quality of life, worth living, there was going to have to be some hard decisions because I also don't think it's fair to bring a child into the world that is not going to live a good life. And then in turn also decrease the quality of life of my other son and my family, right? It takes a lot of time and effort to give to a child who maybe wouldn't see past one years old, right? I, I'm, I'm call, I'm calling for extreme situations here. Okay. But still that those were the things I had to go through my head. Cause we just had no clue what we just found out. The technicians couldn't tell us anything because they like weren't specified to, I don't know. That's why we had to go to a higher up ultrasound. Okay. Anyway, my point is, is that we were just left to ponder for two weeks. And at this point, everyone also knew I was pregnant. And I was terrified. I was terrified that I was then going to have to explain that I couldn't keep the child that I had. So my point being is that you just never know what someone else is going through. And at the end of the day, if it's not your body, if it's not going to be your child, if it's not going to be your mental health postpartum, if it's not going to be your physical health during pregnancy or after health or the health after pregnancy, if it's not your financial burden, if it's not your insurance plan, if it's not your house that you have to care give for in, then it's not your business, period. And that's really where I think the line is just drawn. I, I don't, again, I come from a Christian household. This is a new concept to me. I was never, I was never pro-choice, never. I never, ever was pro-choice. Up until really I kind of went on my own, but also started thinking about having kids. And then especially once I had kids. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but religion doesn't belong in this situation. Science belongs in this situation, sure. But even then, it's just not your body. That's really what it, it's so easy. It's so easy. I'm sorry. Um, so again, I, I apologize for deep diving into that for a second, but I do feel um, very vocal about this. Um, and I don't want it to cloud my space. I don't want it to drain my energy. Um, because again, what other people do is not my business, but at the end of the day, this is, this is about us women. And I don't know if y'all have watched Handmaid's Tale, but I'm telling you right now, you probably should if you're for what's going on, because it could be a harsh reality. Very extreme. Okay. Very extreme, but still, (laughs) if it makes me upset, it makes Archie upset. (laughs) We are pro-choice period. Moving on. All right. Moving on. 
again, love you guys. Just felt my need to share that. And I hope that that can maybe offer a little bit of support. Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Um, in this case, particular in this scenario, particular as a woman in particular, if I expect you guys to support me, I do believe that in this case, you deserve to know my stance hundred percent. And that's what it is. Take it, take it or leave it. So moving on, um, Archie is not happy. Um, so I'm going to probably have to call in the bomb squad, um, which is also known as Wyatt. Let's for now, let's take another drink break real quick. So I just went on my soapbox and I think I need a break. Mm. Do you guys listen to any other podcasts where the baby's involved? I'm just curious. I don't think I've really ever listened to one um, where there's a child crying in the background. Maybe a random dog. Maybe a cat purring. But I don't think I really listen to a lot of people that have kids. <laughs> As many of you guys know, and you probably saw my post on Instagram the other day. Um, if you didn't, I will link it. Just if you're curious, um, but I, as of a few days ago, um, four years since I became an IFBB bikini pro. And if you don't, didn't know that, well, now you do. Um, I genuinely don't share that part of my life very often because, because I genuinely just, I, uh, I don't, it's not a personality trait to compete. And I feel like being someone who just continues to reference that and reference that and reference that when you're so far removed from it, it's just annoying. So I tend to not do it. Um, so when I mentioned it, I did have a few people in my DMs and in my messages in general that were like, Des, I didn't know that you were a pro. I didn't even know you competed. I'm like, yeah, like surprise, shout out. You know, that's that's me. Um, I did compete and I did go pro. So as of four years ago, I, I did just that. I did go pro. Um, I only competed, I only competed a total of five times, um, like five shows. And I did only two national shows and I won my second one and went pro. Um, so like weird flex, but, uh, it was pretty fucking badass. Okay. So with that being said, um, I, I was a competitor. I, I, I lived that lifestyle, man. I breathed that lifestyle. And at this point in my life, I had nothing else to live for. Wyatt was still in college. Um, during the time when I was, well, it, he, we like had separated when I don't mean separated, like broke up, but by the time I competed for my first time, it was November of 2016 in 2017, I moved away to go to Ohio for my unpaid internship. So that's when Wyatt and I went um, long distance. We had been dating for about nine months by the time I went long distance. We went long distance. Then I took off 15 months. So I did two shows in 2016, just for funsies, won them. Then in 2018, fast forward, I finally competed again. This is when I went pro. I did three total shows. One to get my NP, like national qualifier. One national show where I got second call outs and then the other national show that I won. So that was kind of like what the seasons looked like. So over this like two and a half years of my life, um, I ended up going pro and I was tracking everything. I was die hard. I was working out. I was hitting through like, I think I was, I was hitting three leg days a week at one point. Like it was nuts. It was gnarly. I was going so fucking hard. I had nothing else but to start my business, which is when I founded Desby fit training and workout. Like that's literally all I had. This is when I kind of snuck into, I would honestly say the last wave of Instagram, like before it really changed. Um, and I'm again, everything happens for a reason. I'm so grateful for everything that I did, but timeline wise, I ended up going pro in July of 2018, 2018 in November. So around Thanksgiving, this is a few months later, I just got my titties done. Thank God. Um, still love them. And I wanted to compete again. I tried to start prepping and it just, it wasn't happening. We just moved to Florida. We just got engaged. I didn't want to track anything. I'd been going hard for so long. I felt burnt out. 
fast forward to 2019, I did a small cut. Um, you know, it, it went really well. Don't get me wrong. My body responded great, but I did a cut into my wedding in 2019. When I did that, um, throughout this duration of time, my body still looked pretty banging. Um, but even compared to where I was while I competed, I saw myself as unfit. I know that sounds so fucking stupid, but there, out of all those days, I look back and I look back at pictures. I look back at videos that I uploaded. I look back, you know, all this stuff. There was only a handful amount of days where I really remember being proud of the body I had. And that's really fucked up to say, because if you look back at photos, you look back at videos, you would be like, are you fucking kidding me? I had terrible body dysmorphia. Um, and a lot of that I think came from just in general being in the competing world, but also at the time, that's all I saw on my timeline. I only saw other people that were as lean as me. So when I started to reverse diet, when I started bulking back up, when I started naturally just gaining fat back, I saw myself as fat. And again, I know that sounds so messed up because I have never been someone who has struggled with my weight in that way, but it still doesn't mean that I didn't struggle. You know what I mean? Like it's all very relative. And I think we do need to remember that is that everyone has their own demons. Everyone fights their own battles, especially when it comes to what they look like. Um, but fast forward to the end of 2019, I get married and I was actually planning on maybe doing a surprise like IFBB show. I was looking fucking fantastic. I really wouldn't have that much to chip away to go onto stage. Um, and I really was considering it up until, um, bing, bang, boom, Wyatt's cousin died. Two weeks later, my grandpa died. Five days later, my grandma died. And life just went downhill from there. You know, then we moved home. This is December of 2019. We moved back to Ohio. 2020, I get pregnant in February. Lockdown starts in March. All of a sudden, here we are right now in 2022. Fucking gnarly, right? That That's how fast life goes. Um, I got two kids. You know what I mean? It's like, what? So during that time when I'm looking back at me competing, and again, I'm telling you guys, there was a handful of days I vividly remember being proud of the body I was in. And I could almost tell you the outfits I was wearing. Like literally, I was wearing a buff bunny. Um, I think they were the live shorts. Um, and I was wearing one of the bras. It's discontinued now, but it was kind of like a speckled purple. Um, almost looked like a chevron. Wore that one. And then I wore, it was in the pina yellow. It was a pina yellow. It was the, uh, oh shit, uh, 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 I'm, the laser. The laser sports bra and the laser shorts in the pina yellow. Um, there was another day too, like a very vivid outfit. Oh, I was wearing an Aurora crop top. Well, this is during prep. I was wearing an Aurora crop top in the color, like dark green. And then I think I was wearing either, I was just wearing a black pair of spandex. I couldn't tell you. I think they were maybe my, maybe my bodybuilding.com spandex, to be honest, regardless. The other times there was maybe one other time I was wearing a pink, I think it was navigation long sleeve when I was sponsored by them and, uh, their shorts, very few and far between times that I remember just being like, damn, my body looks fucking good. I'm proud of myself. The rest of that every day I was battling to see, to see the good in myself. Literally, like I, I thought that I looked bloated all the time. I was so hyper analytical of my body that it was honestly embarrassing and probably borderline disordered. Now, hot take, it might not be a hot take anymore, to be honest. I think we're all pretty transparent. Competing is fucking disordered. Okay, sorry. Like there, <laughs> there is no way around it. You can be the strong, the most strong-willed person ever and dis, like competing will fuck you up. I thought that I was strong. I thought it never bothered me until I was removed from it. And looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that, yeah. And, and maybe it's not competing by itself. I'll give you that. I'll give you the devil's advocate. Maybe it's competing, being online, being an influencer, quote, being a, an inspo. Because then all of a sudden you're not just doing it for you. Like, yes, you're doing it for you, but I'll also kind of doing it for the validation of your followers, right? Like you want them to be like, you rock, you're awesome. And at this point in time, I was 23 years old, 24, 23, I think when I went pro, there, there wasn't much else I had in my life 
other than social media, the validation from exactly that from, from other people. I was all alone. I was actually living at my grandma's during the time I went pro, um, literally by myself. My sister was in a toxic ass relationship. So she basically wasn't allowed to see me. I barely saw my sister and we lived right down the road from each other. And then Wyatt was still in college. So I only saw him on maybe the weekends. Um, and this is when I moved back from Ohio after my internship. So there was just like a lot that I, I had online that I didn't have in real life. And that goes back to like my podcast last week where I talked about kind of like season of loneliness. Like I was lonely. And during this time, like I do look back and I realize the weird shit that I did to get to where I was. And, and at the end of the day, like it still made me who I am. I do not regret it. I do. I did learn from it and now can like teach and share this to other people. I do not regret it. I don't, I wouldn't go back and do it again. Like right now you would catch me dead ever competing again. But at the end of the day, it still made me who I am in those times of loneliness as well. In those times of picking apart my body taught me the love for it that I have now, you know, um, the time being alone allowed me to work on my business in a way that got it to where it's at now. You know what I mean? So again, everything happens for a reason and, and it saved me. It saved me when I got kicked off the volleyball team, you know, which maybe I'll do an episode about that. I don't think I've ever actually recapped that other than on YouTube one time. Um, so competing definitely saved me in a multitude of ways as I kind of transitioned out of the identity of being a collegiate athlete. Right. So I am thankful for it, but I literally have gone through and besides Instagram, my, like my old posts, I have, I've deleted every single picture of myself in prep. I have none of that on my phone. The only way that I really see it sometimes is when it pops up on my memories on Facebook And even then, if I see it and I find that it makes me feel uncomfortable or like makes me start to second guess who I am or what I look like now, I delete it. And that's okay. You know, I got the memories in my head. I don't always need to see them, you know? Um, So now that kind of leads me to like where I'm at now. So when I found out I was pregnant with Maddox, I tried to track my food for like two weeks literally two weeks. I think it was mostly because I wanted to make sure I was still getting enough protein, but I was so fucking scared of getting fat. That was the first time. And again, I'm, I'm just being so honest with you guys. The first, when I found out I was pregnant and I immediately FaceTimed my sister, my, like one of my first words. And even when I found out after getting out of the shower was like, what's going to happen to my body? You know what I mean? Like that was my initial thought. That's where my mind still was all the time. What about my body? What about my abs? What about my my muscles and my arms? What about my shoulders? What about all of these things that <laughs> I'm kind of putting this together right now, but all these things that made me get likes. That sounds so wow, that's a really raw, honest thought process that I just went through right there, even putting it together. What I am known for has always been my quads and my delts. And and I wouldn't call it just my abs, but just I'm a leaner human. I'm athletic. Okay. So that was probably my first thought is how am I still going to have a business when I don't look athletic? Am I going to lose my quads? Am I going to all these things that maybe would make me go viral? Right. And that is like literally embarrassing that that was the first thought, but that's where I was. That's where I was. That That's where I had no one else to worry about except for me. So I can't blame myself because it's like I didn't have anything else to do except for be selfish. But then I also look at myself then and I'm like, damn, I'm really sad for you. You know, that, that, that that's all you thought you were was a pair of delts and some nice quads you know, you are so much more than that. And if that's what people wanted, honestly, fuck them. Like, I want people to like me for me. I want people to like me for my work ethic, for my humor, for my education, whatever. It doesn't always mean that my body needs to match up. So going through pregnancy the first time, I obviously had Maddox at 31 weeks. 
I, I don't, you don't really carry big your first pregnancy anyway, right? Your body, it's your body's first time doing it. I was incredibly lean before I got pregnant the first time too. So I, when I was 31 weeks, I look back at photos. I'm like, damn, I was tiny. My belly was tiny. Everything was still tiny. Now I was getting to the point where you're like, oop, starting to gain some weight, but I had him. And sometimes I feel almost embarrassed to talk about my first postpartum journey because in my head, I feel like others, and again, this is me like projecting my fear, right? I feel like others are like, oh, she can't even consider herself postpartum. She didn't even go through the whole thing. So it's like, I feel like the first time when people saw my body in what it, I don't want to use the word bounce back for, but for lack of better terms, the way it bounced back, I feel like most people are like, oh, it's just cause she didn't go full term. And again, I'm, I'm making up shit in my head and it's fucked up. But when you're in the position that I'm in where people are just watching you all the time, including people who don't like you and they they still just watch you all the time, you can't help but think, how is this going to be twisted? How is this going to be made for me to look like a dumbass? How is this going to be made into hate, a hateful comment? And that's all I think about when I think of caring Maddox is I, I, she, I got cheated out, like, or not even cheated out of it. She got out of it. She got out of, you know, jail, out of jail free card. She didn't have to care, baby. She got a, she had a preemie. When it's like, I would have given anything to go full term because having a preemie fucking sucked, period. And I don't even need to go further into that. Not fucking fun, okay? So fast forward, I'm feeling good. Postpartum with Maddox, honestly, was probably the best I've ever felt with my body, my mind, my soul my everything. Like, honestly, I just felt really whole. I felt really proud. I'm doing live workouts. I have this community behind me. I have my Patreon group. I, we're doing great challenges. Um, we have a community of, you know, six weeks to shred, six weeks to strength, six weeks to slay where like everything just felt right. I'm in a groove. I'm crushing it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I get pregnant again. And we find out literally two weeks after we decided to move back to Michigan. So we just decided for Wyatt to quit his job, take a risk, buy a home in, in Michigan, and, and here we are, pregnant again. And immediately, I, and, and I remember seeing the positive, and I was just like, holy shit. Woo! Here we go again. My first thought process didn't wasn't about my body. And I think that was the first step in me realizing like I am more than that. I love being a mom and I love what my body did the first time, even for what it was able to do and how it saved my baby. So that was my first step of going like, Hey, I really love my body where it's at. You know, I'm, I'm intuitive eating. I'm eating whatever the fuck I want. I ate so much Shake Shack and sushi, like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm proud, you know, I'm hanging out, still making decent decisions. Then other days, you know, I'm enjoying myself. It just, it felt good upon getting pregnant again. Um, I immediately reverted back to my addiction to McDonald's. I don't know why this has a chokehold on me when I'm pregnant. It's, it's literally embarrassing, but it was one of those things though, where I also, again, like I didn't feel guilty for it. I was like, Des, this is a period of your life. You're never going to have again. Cause I obviously planned for this to be my last baby. My hunger cues were naturally a little bit different during pregnancy anyway, but I feel like I saw my body change a little bit sooner which again, very common with your second baby, especially when you have them back to back, (laughs) like your body actually isn't recovered. Like, I don't even think, I think the technical time when you should be having another child is when your child is between 18 months plus is when your body is like technically prime time to hold another pregnancy, right? Maddox was only 11 months old when I got pregnant again. So my body had just done this and here it is doing it again. So it got bigger faster. And I found myself again, being really embarrassed about that on social media because so many people would message me and be like, wow, you're so big. Wow. You're so big already. Wow. Do you feel like you're showing sooner than you did with Maddox? 
like, yeah, um, don't say that to people that are pregnant. <laughs> Just fucking don't. I promise you guys, we already know that we're big or we feel even bigger than you think we look. So just don't fucking say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Respectfully, just, I should put that as a Facebook status. Like, hi guys, just so you know, never tell me that I'm looking big. Thanks so much. But I never did. So anyways, I noticed that I got bigger faster. Um, and again, like it's funny because I do look back at photos of myself now being postpartum and I'm like, man, I thought I was big in that photo. I, I wasn't at all, but it was also like me going through this whole experience for the first time all over again, because the first time I feel like time just really passed by so fast with quarantine and we were all worried about COVID. I like was barely worried about my pregnancy And then all of a sudden I had the baby and I just didn't even remember how big I was, you know? So I really did embrace how big I was. And looking back at my last few photos, last few weeks being pregnant, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe my body got that big. So it was so special carrying a full-term pregnancy. But once I got to the point of postpartum, I was like, shit, here we are (laughs) here. We are, uh, fourth trimester is what we call it. And the first few weeks went really good. You know, my, my body's coming back down. Like just, you know, you, you lose inflammation, you lose all that extra blood, the water, everything, especially breast breastfeeding, your uterus contracts a little bit more. Um, and so it's just, you know, you, you, you deflate a little bit, right. In a pretty fast, like amount of time. So here I am now, I'm going to be eight weeks postpartum this week, which is crazy. Two months, two months already, um, which is just so unbelievably amazing. But when I notice myself looking at myself now, I'm like, Hey, what, like, why don't I look like, why don't I look like my normal self again? Literally. And I, I have more patience with myself. Don't get me wrong. But I think naturally for anyone who's gone through postpartum, I mean, like your body is a little bit unidentifiable. You know, your hips are a little bit wider still. And for me, I'd never gone full term, right? So I didn't really know what this, what this process was going to look like because I went at 31 weeks. I mean, I went an extra, I went an extra eight weeks, two months. I had an extra two months of growing. That's a lot in pregnancy. So when I see myself now, you know, overall every day, you know, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, but there's a few days here or there, just even moments in time where I'll just kind of be looking at myself or I have a pair of leggings on that used to fit me a little bit different. And, and it's just like, Hmm, is, is this my new normal? Am I going to still transform? Like, you know, it's coming you know you're going to keep hustling, you know you're going to keep working, you know you're going to keep crushing it. But it's like it's one of those things where you're like I just want it now. I just want to feel good now. And so the past few days and this is why I'm making this, the past few days where I've noticed myself kind of being in that position like cuz I went to the pool and I was wearing a bikini and uh, I just got this little bit of like a mommy pouch. A little bit of a mommy pouch at the bottom and um I never had that, you know, I never really had that because I just didn't, I didn't get that big. I, my body didn't stretch that much. And so I have this little mom pouch and I found myself just kind of being a little, you know, a little bit self-conscious, you know, why it's like, why it's like, do you want to fuck? You know, <laughs> Not really, but he's, you know, he's like, Des, you look so fucking good. Like suffocate me. And I'm like, yeah, I'd rather not. Um, I need help with the kids and I don't feel that sexy, you know? So it's been a little bit hard, but the past few days when I, when I've noticed myself starting to get into that mindset, I have, I've literally actively been telling myself, love your body in the now. How do you, how can I love my body in the now? How can I love my body today? what do I need to say to myself today? And I've actually been speaking to myself like in the morning, like I will like look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, Desiree, like this sounds so psychotic, but say it till you believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, Desiree, you, I can't believe you gave birth to a baby two, two months ago that you carried for 10 months 
and you look like this. Like you are doing great. You're going to have a great workout today. You know, whatever it needs to be like, I've been, I've been speaking to myself, you know, Desiree, look at that stomach. That stomach carried that baby right there that you're looking at. That is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like just those small things of loving my body in the now. How can I love my body today? How can I love my body for what it's done in in right now? You know what I mean? And so as much as I want to continue to progress and push myself and um, transform and feel good and get back to just, you know, my level of fitness, right? It's not even necessarily about what my body looked like, which granted, that'd be great to have back, but it's like the the uh, uh, level of athleticism I felt like I had, right? Like, I feel like right now, I don't, I just don't feel like that athletic and that will continue to come. You know, you're newly postpartum, like there's so much going on, but it's like as much as I'm, you know, I can't wait till I'm three months postpartum, can't wait till I'm four months postpartum, can't wait till I'm 12 months postpartum. Guess what that also means? Not only does it mean that 12 months of my life has already gone by and I'm a year older, but it also means that my baby is not a baby anymore. My baby is one years old and this is my last one and I want to soak in every fucking minute. So if I need to soak in an additional day with a mom pouch and my stretch marks and a little bit of extra fat on my legs or my arms or whatever it might be, then I'm going to fucking do it. Because every day that I have that little extra is the day that I get to love my baby little, just a little bit longer. And I think that's a message that we all need to remember is that loving your body in the now also equates to loving your life in the now. When we're consistently chasing that next month, that next raise, that next promotion, that next relationship, the next kid that we're for, we're, we're losing sight of the, of what's going on right now. What are your blessings right now? What, what is it, you know, what does your life look like right now? And again, that kind of goes full circle into like life, mind, body. But by me wanting to wish away these postpartum struggles, I'm wishing away my baby being a baby. And that really struck me the other day. And I was like, damn, I need to share this shit. I literally was taking a piss in like, like literally 1230 AM. And I looked at myself in the mirror as I passed, you know, my, my hair's all fucked up. I'm half asleep. And I'm like, man, this is life. This is life right now. And I sat on the toilet and I was go, I go, I need to learn to love my life in the now. And then when I woke up, I looked at my body and I was like, I need to learn to love my body in the now. I love my body in the now. And that's when I started actively kind of like almost living out that mantra, living in the now, loving in the now, in the now, coming soon on a t-shirt. I mean, come on guys. I, I sit on a fucking gold mine of ideas in my head. It's it just genuinely insane. Um, but truly I, I, then I was like, damn, I'm literally wrote it down in my, in my notes on my phone. And I was like, I got to speak on this this week because I think even just body wise, right? The more that we wish away, uh, maybe an extra few pounds we gained during COVID, maybe an extra few pounds we gained because we're we're going through some shit emotionally, you know. Um, maybe maybe we just want to progress too. Maybe we, maybe we want to gain muscle so bad. Oh, I want to gain muscle so bad. I can't wait to see myself one year from now. By you wishing that one year for simply just your body alone, right? you're wishing away the rest of the life that comes with it. Is seeing your body transform right now worth giving up a year of your life, a year with your loved ones, a year of, of birthday parties and year of graduation parties and pool days and Christmas nights, Christmas Eve, hot cocoa and fucking Michael Buble. You know, is it really worth that? And how can we better love what we have right now? You know, whatever you have right now still needs to be clapped for, still needs to be applauded. Even if you're in a position where you fucking hate your body right now. Des, I've gained so much weight over the past few months. I I hate it. I'm so disappointed in myself. But you know what that body just did for you? It still carried you through months of trauma. And it still got out of bed every fucking day when you didn't want to. 
and it still did the laundry when all you wanted to do was cry. And maybe you cried in the laundry and that's also okay. I've done that before. It's allowed you to clean your house and host your family. It's allowed you to clean up the kids' toys all over the fucking ground. Clean up the high chair for the 97th motherfucking time in the day. That body still carried you through something. And you still need to honor that. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't want to progress. That doesn't mean, oh, you're not allowed to transform because you have to respect your body where it's at. Absolutely no. I think that no matter what your body looks like right now, if your goal is to lose weight, if your goal is to gain weight, whatever, you're fine doing that. You're fine doing that. That does not make you skinny phobic or fat phobic to want to transform your body. Right? Let's just leave it there. But you still need to love it where it's at. And I think that's fair. So the next time that you sit and, you know, you're like, oh, man, you know, maybe you sign up for six weeks of strength launching the end of July. Maybe you sign up, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Can't wait to see where I'm at in six fucking weeks. I wish that it was, I wish it was the end of the program right now. So I see what I look like. Cause I'm going to look fucking jacked. I'm going to look yoked and I want to transform because DBFT has got that good shit. And I know it. Number one, I would agree with you. But number two, don't wish away those six weeks. Don't. Because you're going to, the rest of life's going to pass you by. If that's all you're hyper-focused on. So live in the now, love in the now, do in the now, pray in the now, go do it now. <laughs> Just do it now. Take a drink right now. I mean, in the now. In the now, in the no. Now we know in the now. Now we know. Now now in the no, we know. Now in the no to no, no. Now we are in the no to no, to say no. Now we are in the no to, to no. <laughs> I was on to something for a second. It kind of sounded like a doctor's, like a, Dr. Seuss book, but uh, kind of went sideways. So I'm sorry for that. But I hope that that gave you guys a little bit of insight. Again, it's a little bit longer episode than norm. <laughs> Shit, I was on my soapbox today. Um, but I just thought that was a really compelling thing that I needed to share because I'm someone who's always looked back at photos. And, you know, I saw this meme one time. I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I saw this meme one time that was like, do you, got, do you all ever go through your old photos and wish that you were high school fat again? And I laugh because, you know, we all look back at photos when we were small. Remember, our body's not matured. Our body changes so much. But I still thought it was funny where it's like, you look back in high school, you're like, man, I really, I thought that I looked bad then. You know, and you look now, you're like, "Mm." anyways. But it's so true that you, you're, we're constantly looking back at old photos and comparing ourselves from then to now. Life changes. Situations change. Trauma happens. Life events happen. Good food happens. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we Christmas rolls around. We got the fucking snowballs. We got, you know, goddamn haystacks. We got the hot cocoa. We got the, all the pasta, you know. Shit happens. But it's it's still, your body still carried you through. So honor it. Take care of your body. Love it. And love it in the now. So hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We are back as always next Sunday. Make sure you fuckers order my hydrojug code. Um, hydrojug this weekend. If you don't use my code, it does not support me. And I will say that till I'm blue in the face. You have to use my code to support me. Yes, it is my own sleeve. But if you do not use my code, I do not get supported. Thank you. <laughs> hope you guys have a great week. Um, message me if this hit you. Message me. Just say, you know, in the now, in the no. Now you are in the no, in the now. Now I got to go. All right. Love you guys.